isn't life crazy? Started from the bottom. Now we're Queer. a little bit above the bottom. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I want to talk about something. Actually, the... okay, that should be the Started title from the bottom, now episodes. we're switch. Ooh. 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 I'm here, I'm queer, and now I'm over here. <laughs> You had me at... Hell no! Hello, and welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And this is our podcast where we talk about romance movies and why we love a genre that hates us. Yes, we talk about rom-coms, thrillers, dramas. If romance is central to the plot, we are watching it. This is a part two from last week's episode where we talked part about... Part two! Yeah, we talked about Woo! the movie Carol. And we are still with our esteemed guest, actor, musician, artist... Queer Lucille Patty. Hello, I came in hot last episode and had too much to say, so we're doing a part two. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so excited though, because like, yeah, this. I think all three of us were emotionally affected by this movie very much, and I'm I'm glad that we made the call to do a part two and dig into some more things about it because we 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 left off last episode mm-hmm. if you didn't listen to it pause this go back and listen yeah we're just gonna get right into it we left off talking about carol played by Kate blanchett and her husband harge quite frankly the worst name i've ever heard mm-hmm. um <laughs> he comes back to their house because they're in the process of getting a divorce and it's getting ugly he gets to the house um, I agree with Lucille's theory that the housekeeper probably called him because she had Therese, played by Rooney Mara, over to the house mm-hmm. as their second date for them to get to know each other. They have this lovely moment where Therese is playing piano. Kate Blanchett, you know, puts her hands on her shoulders and then bum bum bum, Hart shows up. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, fuck that dude. Oh, it's heartbreaking. He and he's taking the a little girl on a trip to uh see his parents somewhere i don't know where they're going like someplace for christmas probably somewhere dumb like florida yeah and he's taking her early (laughs) taking her early and uh so and carol's very upset and basically has drives therese to the train station therese is weeping on the train and right as she gets home the phone in her like apartment um is ringing and it's like the hallway phone because it's old-timey apartment, and it's Carol. And she goes, I was awful. Um, please, like, can I see you again? Can we spend more time together, essentially? And Therese says, I don't know. And she says, I want to ask you things, but I don't know if it's appropriate. I want to ask you so many questions. And this is my probably my favorite line in the entire movie. Carol says, please ask me things. Oh my Holy God, it's so good. Shit. Oh, and she whispers so it. Good. Yeah. Ugh. And and it's so good. And Therese is on the other line, like, oh shit. It's so good. That as a concept is so romantic. Cause like also the thing is I want to ask you things is both I want to learn more about you, but it's also well, she's... asking like about gay stuff she's like she, she wants says i want to ask you things but i'm not sure you want that yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. and then she goes ask me things please and i am just yeah. like oh. oh my god this is also just like when <laughs> when my relationship was in its very beginnings um i received a kiss from bella that i was not expecting and then we didn't talk about it for a while. And then she would be like, I'm so sorry. Like, it came out of nowhere. I didn't ask you if that was okay with you. And I was just like, I am not upset. And in my mind, I was like, I am telling you that I would like for you to kiss me again. But yeah. she was like, oh, I was just convinced that you were upset. And you were just being like, no, no, it's fine. Let's just forget it <laughs> happened. And I was like, no, 
Like, I'm not mad. In fact, I am the opposite. <laughs> so yeah, when she again, you dumb has dummy. this conversation and she's like, uh, I fucked up. And then she's like, yeah. okay, yes, I do want to see you tomorrow. But like, I want, mm, I want to ask you things. And then she goes, please ask me things. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. so oh. good. And it, it's Cape oh, Lunchette with those red nails and the cigarette and on the phone. And it's just like, oh, she got yeah. her cigarettes. Co- Nobody red, worry. Yeah. Yeah, the color totally. red plays a pretty prominent role in the film too, mm-hmm. and as it does in in a lot of films, like this isn't the only one that's ever used red to make mm-hmm. things stand out. But I thought it was, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Carol stands out, right? She's yeah. got like neatly manicured red nails. She wears a lot of bold clothes. She has a big fur coat. Yeah, that's big. She's a presence, oh, yeah. and I I like that it's so clear. I like that each of these women has their own personhood too, right? Mm-hmm. Therese is clearly like finding out more about herself um, in a sense of like growing because she is younger than Carol. But mm-hmm. also I think it's really nice that Carol also realizes some stuff about herself too. Yeah. And that these two women are complete people who fall in love with each other and continue to be complete people within that framework. Yes, mm-hmm. very much. Um, so we go from this moment on the phone, which is like very loaded to a scene where basically Carol goes to her lawyer and her lawyer informs her that Harge is fighting for full custody of the child Mm -hmm. uh, due to what they call a morality clause. Basically, Mm -hmm. she is being informed that she is unfit to be a mother because she is gay and she's going to harm her child. Yeah. And Which this yeah. just and this, oof, this yeah. part so really wrecked me. And and yeah. what Harge is looking for too, which I thought was particularly insidious, is an injunction. And for people, also, I'm not a lawyer yet, but an Ali, you know too. Mm-hmm. But for our audience, for anyone who doesn't know, an injunction means the court has the power to say you cannot do this thing. Mm-hmm. So Harge is seeking an injunction against Carol to basically keep her from seeing their child Mm -hmm. until the custody hearing. Yeah. And there's pretty much nothing she can do about it except lay low, which is pretty much what her attorney says to her. And that's when she decides, okay, well, I was going to spend Christmas alone anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go somewhere, anywhere, and I'm going to lay low and I'll come back for the custody hearing and I'll do what I have to do to see my daughter. So we leave this scene and we see uh, Therese and Richard having an amazing conversation. Therese is like, how many times have you been in love? And this guy is like, oh, I've never been in love to you, till you. And she's like, but you've like been with other girls. And he's like, well, yeah, I've had sex with them, but like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, have you ever been in love with a boy? Mm hmm. I was shocked she outright said it because that's something that I think I mentioned this a little bit in other episodes. And I think it's what sometimes bugs me about stuff that's often geared toward, frankly, a lot of times geared towards queer women where it's like, we're not saying it. We aren't actually saying anything. Mm-hmm. And I, and not just like the general like subtext, like that this movie is so good at, but like, Sometimes it feels like we're at, it's at the expense of actually being openly queer. And I was so, like, shocked, but also so excited that she actually just outright said, like, have you ever been in love with a boy? That could happen. There are, that happens with people. And, and he goes, I, yeah. he goes, um, like, I know people like that. And she's like, I'm not talking about c- kinds of people. I'm just talking yeah. about people who fall in love with each other. And, like, yes. this is the... Mm-hmm. Like antithesis of figuring out your queerness, I feel like for so many people is just being like, no, I'm not talking about falling in love with a woman. I'm talking about falling in love with a person. Yes. And like that is across the board for so many people, like Mm -hmm. the end game. It's not about any gender stuff. For some people it really is, but I feel like for a lot of people who who use the umbrella term queer mm-hmm. like I do to to describe it it's because it's not about any of that it's about like finding the person so to hear mm-hmm. her describe it was like very affirming for me <laughs> uh, same for me I'm the I'm 
similar i'm the same way so it felt it did feel like oh i love because that is something that's important like it's similar to um another movie we watched you know what i just realized i think i may have said this when we were not on mic but like this podcast our favorite movies so far have been the lesbian movies because they appear to be the ones that are the best at showing love and romance like that's so true imagine me and you bound yeah carol yeah Yeah, that checks out yeah anyway and and oh also they're talking they're having this conversation after she is buying a gift she has bought a gift for carol for christmas and we see that maybe carol bought something for her but yeah but they don't tell us outright so they're already like they've been on two quote dates and they're already buying gifts for each other which is very gay because mm-hmm. very gay behavior very, very um, gay. And at the end of this wait, conversation wait, what huh what do you oh. mean oh what do you mean <laughs> that's a joke by the way i know i know that well, i was like funny. look i will explain I this to you um no <laughs> so at the end of this conversation with richard he's like she she starts talking about how she like wants to do more photography stuff mm-hmm. and he straight up interrupts her is mm-hmm. this where, where this happens in the movie yeah no it's, yeah he she interrupts starts talking her. about her career yeah. she starts talking about photography and putting together a portfolio he interrupts her and goes have you given any more thought to our europe trip and yeah. she like fully walks away yeah and she's like this is this is when she's like i can't i can't be ready i can't feel all yeah. these things you're wanting me to feel like i can't go yeah. with you i'm not ready for that yeah I can't. Yeah, yeah, I think the words that she used specifically. I think you said this last episode. Yeah. I can't make myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, oh, also, sorry. Something else I wanted to point out because I made a note of it. While she is in the record store buying the gift for Carol, there's lots of little shots of her noticing other queer people throughout the movie, and it's mm-hmm. her. She's. I'm like, oh, she's recognizing the les. She's recognizing the queer women, and they're recognizing her. And it's just mm-hmm. like a subtle thing. It's not like, it's just so good. It was just a thing where I was like, it's her with her boyfriend buying a gift for this other woman, noticing two queer women who are noticing her. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, just, that was something where I was just like, this movie's so queer. I love it. Um, also something he says later after they have this kind of fight where he's, where after she's been like, I can't make myself feel this. Something he says, I think in that fight or like in their very next fight is he says, don't you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Yeah. And it's something, and it's something similar to how Harge is reacting to Carol or how Harge Mm -hmm. is dealing with Carol, which is like, don't you recognize how much I care about you? Why I love you so much or I'm caring. I care about you a lot. It's a lot of them telling these women that they love them while not recognizing them, seeing them or having any real interest in what these women feel. And it's, uh, oof, it's just so good. This movie is so good. So after this fight, we mm-hmm. see Sarah Paulson and mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett talking to each other. And Sarah Paulson's like, are you sure you know what you're doing? Like, mm-hmm. she's young. And yeah. Carol says, I don't. I never did. And in the book, it's supposed to be that Teresa is 19 and Carol is 32. Oh. They definitely age the characters up in the film. I think just because these actors are older. And I think it really works that they're older. Um, I agree. But it's also incredibly common for queer people to, to be in a situation like this where somebody who is confident and comfortable in their own queerness is yeah. like for lack of a better term like showing the other person the ropes yeah um but i don't i've seen a lot of people criticize this film in particular because of the age difference between these characters oh. and i really don't see anything inherently wrong with it there's no like power imbalance there is no mm-hmm. manipulation there is like Carol asks questions, what do you want? And Therese yeah. answers. Or yeah. she makes the first move. Like mm-hmm. there's never a moment in the in the film where it feels like Carol is doing something solely for her own benefit to get Therese to do something. I Therese. agree. Therese. I, I agree. agree I wrote down this isn't creepy. Like it's not there's not like a creepy like 
almost there's no like grooming aspect there's nothing mm-hmm. while there is the thing of like this is a slightly older queer person showing quote for one of a better term showing the ropes it it feels it doesn't feel like there's this terrifying power imbalance like it genuinely seems and shows that like carol is taking therese's feelings into consideration checking in with therese regularly um like there isn't any sense of like it seeming like it's manipulative or well um, and i think also what happens i mean speaking from several experiences like Mm -hmm. often in age difference dynamics there can be this i know more than you i'm educating you Mm -hmm. and i don't really feel like that happens in this movie either like i don't feel like i didn't carol is ever like no. So this is how we do this, okay? Yeah. And like you're just a little baby, and so you don't know. Which yeah, which I feel like happens in other media, but I don't really see that here. No, the closest, the only time she says anything like that is what well, we get a little, little later. But when they, I mean, spoiler, separate for a period, and Carol writes that letter, and in it says mm-hmm. she says like, because you are young, you will want an answer. Mm-hmm. And she even says before, like, don't hate me for saying this, but you want an answer because you're young and you're you're not going to get one. Nothing I say will be able to satisfy you. And that's yeah. the only time that she says anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she's not really condescending. She's not like, oh, here's this. I'm explaining this. She's everything is showing genuine interest in Therese and vice versa. And like, are, they have a real comfort like comfortable um interaction with each other they have a good vibe with each other their chemistry is such where it's like oh these are obviously there's a tension of like there's incredible sexual tension between them but like the way that they can just be in a space together is so evident and that's something that's really beautiful um that i appreciated um yes anyway i like that too and another thing that i that i think is very apparent here too and also in contrast with other romance movies we've watched for the pod and in general is and this is going to be a big generalization Mm -hmm. i know that going into this but that particularly with men pursuing women Mm -hmm. there is a an attitude of whatever it takes at any cost Mm -hmm. right and i think as both of you have rightly pointed out We get that from Richard. We get that from Harge in this film. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a pretty regular theme to play upon in romance movies, especially dramas and rom-coms where someone's trying to be with someone, right? right? And I don't get that sense from Carol and Therese's relationship, which is why I think I'm so much more emotionally invested in it. Because it's clear that these two people, it's not necessarily that they need each other and that they can't live without each other, because it's clear when they separate, they can live without each other and they do for a period of time. But it's that they want to be part of each other's lives. They want to see each other grow. They want to be with each other. They want to experience love and joy and ups and downs together, right? And it's not a love that comes at any cost necessarily in terms of whatever it takes. Because Carol loves her daughter and that's her main priority and her family is, and keeping it intact in whatever way works is her priority. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that because so much, we see so many times in these kinds of movies, romance movies, that someone pursuing someone else where there's another party who's maybe an antagonist or someone who doesn't necessarily like the romance, there's going to be a big blowout because that relationship will come at the cost of this new relationship. And I like that Mm -hmm. it wasn't as um, column A, column B, black and white, choose one or the other. Yeah. I think I also agree. in this also... movie, like, in in contrast to a lot of rom-coms and romances in general, they don't talk about what's happening almost the entire time. Yeah. Like, they don't really talk about it with other people. In fact, because no. of the nature of the relationship, they're like, no, it's not happening. But I feel mm-hmm. like in a lot of other movies where there's romance and stakes, they're they're laying it all out. It, with their yeah. words being like this yeah. is what's going on and i've never felt this way before and it's like monologue after monologue and that just like yeah. doesn't really happen here they are we're just no. witnessing a relationship happening and it's 
very well done. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. well done. We're and not I, being spoon fed anything stupid. No. And I agree, Melanie, that there's that thing of they can technically live without each other, but they choose to honor what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I, in a lot of ways, I think that's frankly more romantic because that's something that we don't always see in like definitely not as much in rom-coms or like in a lot of romance stuff in general is that a big part of any relationship is like it's just showing up every day it's i'm choosing Mm -hmm. every day to still be with this person to live my life with this person to choose this person um which is really lovely it's not like a chore or that can often be like portrayed as like kind of like a oh god but it's like I think it's a combination of you're drawn to this person, you kind of have to be with them, but also you choose to be with them. It's like a combo. It's like a, I don't know. What do I know? What do I know? But like, I find that to be much more interesting and engaging in in the movies that we've watched. Abby was like, do you know what you're doing? Carol was like, "Uh, no. Carol and Therese get together at Therese's house. Carol has like a little breakdown because of Rindy and tells Carol tells Therese what's going on. I keep saying Therese. 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 And Terry. they like go up on the roof to talk about it. And then Carol's like, I'm going away for Christmas. Do you want to come with me? And Therese just says, yes, yes, I would like to do that. Mm-hmm. When like the last <laughs> scene was her yelling at her boyfriend like, <laughs> I'm not ready to go on a trip with you. Truly. And then, then she's been on, she's like, known Carol for away? like she's known Carol for a week. She's like, absolutely, absolutely take absolutely, me to Absolutely, yes, I do. And the next time, like, and so she's packing and her and uh, Richard is like furious with her. Yeah. He and he even says, like, he's like, you have like a crush. It's like you're a schoolgirl. She's like, that's not what this is. And yeah. she's mad and she's like kind of breaking up with him and he's like wait, wait, wait are we breaking up and he says to her in two weeks when you're back from this trip you're gonna be begging me to forget that this ever happened no bitch oof. and I, it's like oof. um no dick and i'm like also, I also they have this argument as therese is packing the suitcase carol gave her when she gifted her a camera she's packing the suitcase that carol gave her oh i didn't even notice that oh this movie is shot so fucking well this out loud i was alone in my apartment i went i fucking love cinematography because it's just the lighting and the way the like it gets kind of blurry and then um um focuses again and it's like these shots kind of going up like we're seeing it kind of from Therese's perspective but also sort of not but it's it does such a good job of capturing the feeling of being in a car with someone that you're in love with mm-hmm. or that you like so so much at least because um, it's just like the, through the whole shots movie. of like her yeah just shots of like Carol's arm or like just a little bit of her face, or like just them laughing, Carol adjusting the radio, Therese looking through the window. It's just like, oh, it's so gay. And it's also just like, oh, so fucking romantic. And they're stopping at motels and they have separate beds and they're just, okay. When Carol asked Therese to grab her a blue sweater, she's like, could you grab the blue sweater? And Mm-mm. Therese immediately just smells the sweater. Okay, girl. And then. I will there. say, I've uh, been there. Yeah. And then when Therese goes to hand Carol the sweater while Carol has just gotten out of the shower, I was like, oh, 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 you're leaving out that she went to go find that a she sweater. Finds, she, she finds a gun. In suitcase. I forgot. <laughs> she finds a gun in the suitcase. Like, as if we didn't know that traveling as queer women is scary enough. Like, this woman is taking this other woman on this trip. And yeah. just packed a gun for safety. Packed a gun, a yeah. loaded gun. And what I yeah. think is also so sweet about that, that something, so, there are plenty of moments when I related to, weirdly related to, to Therese in this, but like Therese's assumption that everything is her fault, that when something goes wrong, she's like, it's because I didn't read something right or I miss, and something she says, I think a little later where she was like, do you trust me? Like, do you feel comfortable? She says, do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? And Carol is like, 
Yes, I have a gun. There's lots of reasons. Does, is this when she acknowledges the gun, or does she not? She doesn't acknowledge the gun. She's like, I feel safe with you. Yeah, but I just love it because Therese is like, the gun is for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, though, like the part. Okay, this made me so fucking mad. Talk is when me. we find out that Harge basically like hired <gasps> a PI oh! to follow Carol around, and honestly, like, <sighs> okay, not that I know anything about being a private investigator or like following people or anything. And I know that my tone makes it sound sarcastic like I do. But it sounds I don't. like you this followed is... us here. <laughs> it's just my voice. Um, but okay, if I was hired by somebody to get, dig up dirt on someone. Why would you speak to okay. them? Yeah. The, exactly. He, he makes contact. So we, okay? we so they're at you a, should at not do hotels. that unless you're a fucking psychopath. So we're at one of these hotels and he... He interacts with Therese one night, gets a bucket of ice, right, for her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they're just sleeping at these hotels. They're not doing anything as of yet. And then the next morning they're at breakfast and this guy comes up to to Therese and is like, oh, I'm a traveling salesman. I sell notions. The Mm -hmm. amount of different things he says he sells. First of all, he's like, I don't know what notions are. He literally says that. And then he's, they're they're like, do you have lipstick? And he's like, no, I have Mm -hmm. a sewing kit. And then later he's like, I have all these magazines. It's like this whole like weird moment where he's trying to be chummy and Carol is not having it. No. Carol's like, yeah, I am not interested. There's that incredible moment where he says, I have a sewing kit. And Carol just stares at him and he goes, you don't need a sewing kit. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Oh, I loved it. Um, But isn't that's also the night where Carol and Therese first have sex, Uh -uh. right? No, it's later. No, that's a different night. So basically what happens, it, it isn't that night because they are talking to this guy and they're looking at a map and they're like, okay, we're going to Chicago. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm going to Chicago too. Cause he's following them. Yeah. And they go to Chicago. They have dinner at a nice restaurant. Um, we get a nice little wink from Kate Blanchett to Rooney Mara as they're checking into this restaurant, which I loved. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Also at some point during the course of all this yeah. at one of these motels, they're like, yeah, we've got, these two separate rooms or, you know, the presidential suite is a very attractive price. (laughs) And Carol's like two separate rooms. And then Therese is like, but the presidential suite is a very attractive price. Yeah. Yeah. Just put us in one room. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. But yeah. Wink, nudge, nudge. And we don't see that happen, but basically they, they do end up going to Chicago and then they just have this dinner Mm -hmm. and then they're off to another location. But in the meantime, um, Carol does find out that Harge is at home. He's not at the grandparents' house where he said he would be with the daughter. And yeah. Harge is actively looking for her. Yeah. Yeah. And can I just... Okay, one more thing about the, the, the PI following them. Like, it's it's so clearly just a method of intimidation, mm-hmm. which to me is more evidence why Harge is a bad person. Mm-hmm. Because not only does he hire a PI to dig up harmful information on his wife to blackmail her into continuing a marriage with him that neither of them really wants because all they do is fight. Mm-hmm. Not only does he do that, but he hires somebody who is sick enough in the head to make contact and make his presence known. Yeah. Because then, as soon as we find out that he's been watching them, it turns out to be him. And he's like, oh, well, I'm a professional. And it's like, well, no, you're fucking not. You're actually, (laughs) you're, you're like... I don't know what the correct term is. Honestly, Bella would probably know better than I would of whether he was a sociopath or a psychopath or well, somewhere sociopaths in between or technically not. don't exist, but we can get into that. Another okay. Time. Yeah. Ooh, fair enough. Cause I know there's a lot of debate about that, but basically like the fact that he makes contact is a form of intimidation mm-hmm. and whether Harge gave him the okay to do that or not, we'll never know. I guess we'll assume he did, but like if you're following someone and you don't want them to know you're following them, don't 
make contact. And I'm pretty sure if he had never spoken to them, they never would have known. Yeah. But he kind of wants Neither of them would have been any the wiser. Yeah, he wants them to know. And that part really upset me. Yeah. Well, we'll get... Because it's New Year's. It's New Year's. (sighs) (sighs) Okay. Therese is, like, at the mirror. And... Um, Carol's talking about how they, she always kind of spent New Year's alone or like kind of, if it was with Harge, it was always at like a business function, something that made her feel even more alone. And Therese says, yeah, I always spend New Year's alone, but I'm not alone now. And then they kiss and... Oh, shit. I feel like it's it should be illegal for me to talk to you guys about this. <laughs> Why? Because Why? we all were deeply affected by it. it was so <laughs> I'm visceral. just like I am going to describe what happens in this sex scene. Um, Do it. It's important. But oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. First of all, they Do start it. kissing on each other, and it's hard, and it's the first yeah. time they've kissed, and it fucking rocks. Carol is taking off her robe as this is mm-hmm. happening too. Very cute. Love it. And then Therese says, take me to bed. Yeah. I was like, take me to bed. Movie. Yeah. This movie Amazing. Work. Then they have really great, like, mostly kissing and smushing sex, mm-hmm. which is oh, but pretty accurate. There is that, like, <laughs> hold on, kind of sweet moment where, sorry, my overalls have come undone. Oh, I've come on Outrageous behavior. <laughs> Give me just a second. We're talking about this sex scene, and it seems I popped an overall. <laughs> oh, no. It, it, it appear I'm alone in my apartment. Just me and my overalls. Oh, no. Anyway, it's fixed. Um, and there's so a then. Se- oh, yeah. Keep going. Continue. Sorry. There, but there's something that I thought was like kind of sweet but also like such a thing of like two women together at one point when um carol is looking at therese's like naked body she goes i never looked like that and i was like holy it's so accurate ali it's so accurate yeah (laughs) Yeah. because it's that thing of your way it's women when you are you're separate but you can't get rid of the like conditioning you've had as woman of like there's always a comparative thing even when it's like so loving and so positive and so whatever, there's still that like weird thing where we've been conditioned to be like, well, my body's not that. Well, I'm going to reveal mm-hmm. something that is very personal, which is that on this podcast, one of the first we times never get ball on this pod, Bella and I, we were not like having sex, but we were just like smooching and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I saw something on her chest. These like this little triangle made of freckles and out loud. I was like, I have never seen that before. Oh my god! Which is like, why did I say oh, that out loud? Because and so when so sweet it makes so, me want to really sweet. So I'm when she was like, right also, I didn't fuck- look like that. I was like, I totally understand because I've yeah. to- I've been in that moment of just being like, yeah. I have been hoping I would get to this moment, and now mm-hmm. I'm just saying whatever's happening and then and then she goes to turn off the light and and rooney mara is like no no don't turn the light off i i want to see you yeah i want to see you oh that was hot that was hot as shit my life i'll continue with mel with you i've been waiting and come into my life for a kate blanchett to come into my they have the night of their lives this scene feels pretty accurate to yeah. uh, same gender sex when you are women. Cool. In my eyes, in my experience. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. The next morning, a telegram comes. Carol Ooh. freaks out, goes and yeah. finds her gun in her car, and yeah. goes to the room next to hers and finds that P.I. has rigged, uh, yeah. like has has basically tapped the room. Yeah. yeah, he and bugged it, Therese and he recorded it. them having sex. Mm-hmm. Horrifying, and what and I has think already is... sent off the tapes, and she's yeah. got like a gun to him, like is yeah. ready to shoot him. And and he but... and he, she says, "How do I know you're not lying?" And he goes, "You don't, ma'am." And something I love because which le- lends itself to the thing of like this guy also clearly gets off on intimidation. This movie is full of men being like, "Maybe I can intimidate this woman into ceding whatever power she has," and. 
he they walk in on him while he's getting dressed and yet he is so calm and, and just so it just continues yeah. to get dressed kudos to this actor because i was like bitch you're working yeah he um, also looked so creepy in this way <laughs> that spook worked but spook. yeah yeah mm-hmm like so a meaner they, Norman Bates energy. So we find out that it was Abby yeah. who sent the telegram because <gasps> she's yeah. a true friend. Mm-hmm. And Abby's a ride or die bitch. I love Abby. Yeah. They get in the car and Therese mm-hmm. is like, I'm so selfish. Like, mm-hmm. I always do this. Like, I just don't say no to people. Like, I always get in situations like this. <gasps> and like, Carol full stops the car and mm-hmm. like, is like, I took what you gave willingly. This is not your fault. This stuff with my husband and my child, this is not your fault. Yeah. Which is such an important moment in this movie. And I think I've seen other people watch this movie being like, they're both like, me, me, me. It's all about me. But it's like totally valid if you just get that at all. I didn't get that at all. This is a moment where Carol uplifts Therese. Yeah. And like, this was also during the part where I was, I think I wrote down in my notes, like, one of the many times where I'm like, this is so accurate and clear to like how it can feel to be a queer person or like a young person who is not quite sure. Sometimes, because just from my experience, sometimes I think when you're queer, or at least from my experience, I don't want to like speak for all queer people because I do not. But sometimes before you really know what it is, you just know that there's something off and there's that line that you just mentioned lucille of like how can i say i never say no how can i say no how can i know what's you know Mm -hmm. if i'm just saying yes to everything and that hit a little home for me because sometimes that's what it is you're like well i i'll find out what it is i'm supposed to say yes to things i'm supposed to say yes i'm supposed to know what why 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 should I say no to this? Because you're so scared of like, well, what am I gonna if I say no to this, what does that mean about me? Well, and she's also experiencing like finding out this thing about herself and it includes repercussions for another person. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in the position of not not being totally in line with your own identity as it is, and then you mm-hmm. act on what you think actually is right, and then mm-hmm. you're told like that that it's wrong immediately of yeah. course you're gonna be like well this isn't yeah. right either like what yeah, am i supposed to do here exactly Oof, it's rough anyway they go to abby's abby is a ride or die bitch so they they get the telegram from abby they go to another hotel oh yeah and sorry, then they're gonna sleep that. in separate beds <gasps> and then carol's like Mm-mm, you don't need to sleep you over don't have there. to sleep over there and then oh, Therese yeah. just comes over and they just like hug for a little bit and then like smooch and then we don't get another sex scene but it's implied that they had a great night the shot of them in bed were just holding each other Uh, uh, uh. just like their hands on each other's hips as they've fallen asleep (laughs) fucking come on that made me mad because i had to feel feelings and then we get the bombshell when therese wakes up and it is not Kate Blanchett there. It is nope. it is Sarah Paulson, Abby mm-hmm. there. It's Abby. Because Kate yeah. Blanchett has left and yeah. has left a note for Therese. Therese receives this note. Abby something that's kind of heartbreaking is Therese like Abby's driving her back to the city. And that's a true friend. True friend. And something uh, Therese goes, Why do you hate me? And Abby's like, You think I am driving you all this way because I hate you? Like, and like, kind of. Abby also kind of confides, but like, there she and Carol kind of had history. But something I love is like, then it changed because sometimes it always changes, and it's not anyone's fault. Like, Ugh. it's such, uh it's just like such a healthy, mature, like, beautiful way of being. Like, you can love someone and care for someone, and it can change. That can be different. It doesn't mean that like, it's not always because like someone is ba- bad. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Therese goes back into the city. Um, after getting this letter where Carol's basically like you'll understand someday why I had to do this Mm -hmm. we can't have contact with each other for a while at least Mm -hmm. and maybe someday in the future we will have some sort of happy ending 
but it's not right now. Yeah. And it's horrible. It's like Therese is like having the car pulled over and she's like bombing and they clearly go on about their own lives for a little bit. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's actually kind of, uh, at first when we get, you know, what's going on with Carol, what's going on with Therese, Therese is thriving, right? She's embracing who she is. She got a job at the times. Her career is taking off from that guy from the guy from the earlier yeah the guy guy. who tried to kiss her and made it weird but it's fine they're just friends yeah and so she's making friends she's living this pretty full life Mm -hmm. like having an okay time and then with carol on the other hand she's dealing with these divorce proceedings and she's in a meeting with her attorney and her husband and her husband's attorney, and who I assume is either a judge or a mediator, mm-hmm. because this is before they get to whatever Cause also, hearing. Because also prior to this, she has been trying to kind of make it work with Harge mm-hmm. for she's the been sake of being... doing conversion therapy. <clears throat> yes, because that yeah. means that she's allowed to see Rindy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's ooh, it's heartbreaking. Anyway, they're in it this... It is. And, oh. and they're referring to it, they're like, oh, well, her psychotherapist says she's been doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment where you just see her face change. And then she says, you know what? Like, that's who I am. And I'm not going to apologize. For... This was just ballsy in the yeah. 50s for mm-hmm. a queer oh, yeah. woman to do. They were like, take this off the record. She men. was like, no, no, I want yeah. this on the record. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Harge says to take it off the record, and her lawyer, of course, is freaking out yeah. because he's like, no, no, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? And she's like, shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah. And <laughs> she says, like, this is who I am. I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. Keep it on the record. Like, the best thing for my daughter right now is to be with Harge full time, but I want visit. I want visitation rights. I yeah. want to have, I want to be part of my daughter's life. Mm-hmm. I want to see my daughter. She can stay with Harge. That's fine, because clearly, like, you are not going to allow me to have the life that I want to have that includes my child. So the best thing is for me to be separate from that and have the life that I want while being able to still have some part in my daughter's life. Like, something I love that she says, because she says something like, hard, you and I were never good, but, like, that our marriage falling apart is not necessarily anyone's fault. We were never good for each other, but we gave each other something beautiful, this beautiful child. Our daughter is a gift. And why are we trying to take that gift away from each other? And she also says, how can I be, I don't always know what what the right thing is, but I know what's right for my daughter. And how can I be, how can I give my daughter what she needs if I'm continuing this farce, if I'm doing this to myself? She says, what use am I to her if I live against my own grain? Thank you. It is yeah, and, that and powerful. That, I started crying. Powerful. I started crying. <laughs> I started crying. And um, I just thought it was so beautiful. And like, look, this kind of is a sad ending in a lot of ways. Because like, she's not going to see her daughter. Her daughter's not going to live with her. But she's also not going to be going to conversion therapy anymore. And like, going to live a life for herself. And then yeah, she goes, you know what? <laughs> then she goes, you know what? If you don't accept this, we're going to have to go to court. And it's going to get ugly if we go to court. And you and I are not ugly people. And she walks out, which is yeah. oh, amazing. Oh. And and then she, and this is when she, oh, she calls up Therese. And uh, is like, hey, would you, could you meet me for dinner? And this is where and by we calls go. Up, she, sends, she sends her a telegram. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I think she, like, has somebody deliver some... Hand delivered, yeah, because the guy at the New York Times says, hand delivered, swanky. And Therese is like, okay, and then you just see Therese, like, freaking out. This brings us back to the beginning scene. The opening scene. When they're having that drink with each other. Okay, yeah, so we we get to the the hotel where where they meet up, and the dynamic is very shifted. Therese is in a in a little bit more of a powerful position and different haircut different dress different carol is very nervous clearly Mm -hmm. and therese is which is interesting we've never seen carol be nervous around therese before Mm -hmm. yeah which i liked that was except for at the very beginning of the movie when they first meet and then she goes i'm sorry shopping makes me nervous (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. And Therese yeah. says Fair. working here makes me nervous. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, hashtag retail life. So we see them. Um, um, they meet again at this hotel and Therese is, is pretty fucking mad. Yeah. She's, yeah. She showed up, but she's real mad. Yeah. And then we get this moment where Carol's like, I have an apartment now. It's big enough for two people if you wanted to move in with me. And then she's like, okay, I'll take that as a no. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, that's that. And then it's just a slow push in with the camera on both Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. And breathing. Yeah. And then Carol says, I love you. Oh. <laughs> oh, and then my he soul. goes, uh, Therese, hey, is that Therese? And you're like, oh my <sighs> fucking God. Like, this is where we first came into the movie? Was this moment? The, oh. We're leading up the whole movie for her to say, I love you? Like, to oh. really say it. And then he comes in mm-hmm. and we magically see the same moment of her saying, You two have fun. She puts mm-hmm. her hand on Therese's shoulder, but we see it from the back this time. Yeah. We see a close-up shot from the back of Therese mm-hmm. looking down at her shoulder. Yeah. Again, I... Whoo! Yeah. I alone yeah. in my home I, gave a... Whoo! Yeah. It's Putin and so, hollering. Rooney Mara is someone who can act with the back of her fucking head, man. Oof. Rooney Mara is so economical. It's yeah. phenomenal. But something I just... I mean, I just realized. We enter... Because the, the movie starts with you following the guy who interrupts. So the movie is kind of almost taking the audience, like, from who might, it's kind of being like, oh, from what, um, the movie carries you from the perspective of, like, maybe the general audience that is typically catered to, which is just this dude, and we see that interaction from his perspective. And then by the time we get to this part, we're seeing everything from Therese's perspective again. And weirdly, the beginning of the movie where we see Therese's face tells us less about what the back of her head shows her weirdly like because it's almost like if you were the guy seeing that you're like oh she seems nervous that this lady put her hand on her shoulder but the way it shot at this point i also it helps that we've seen and the rest of the movie at this point but when we see it at, at, at this stage it's so evident like oh a connection is being made. A reminder is happening. Like, oh, Therese is still with this in a way that she wasn't expecting. Yeah. Before- I would also I would also say, too, like, this man barging into this very private moment, mm-hmm. I think, speaks a lot about... Because you're right. Like, how would he know? But also, he's he's living in a world where he's at the top of the food chain, right? He's a straight white guy at a time where being gay is illegal mm-hmm. right not even like not cool to be gay straight up against the law mm-hmm. so he is living in a world where he doesn't have to think about anybody else but himself so if he wants to go say hi to therese he's gonna go say hi to therese because what could she and her little friend possibly be doing that's more important than me making myself known this has also happened to me <laughs> I, I when, know when bella when bella gave me a love letter explaining all of her intimate feelings about me. I read it and then I, we were like at a diner and almost immediately our mutual friend who she lived with at the time was like, Hey Bella. And we were both oh like, my God. God. Oh my God. I love that Bella had the goddamn nerve to bring this movie to like, Hey, it's our first time hanging out. Let's watch this movie. Outrageous behavior. Outrageous. Um, I mean, listen, I get it. When my, a uh, person who's not my person anymore like was first spending time with me at my place um i had him watch the running man with me and he hated it but i don't regret anything because i love arnold schwarzenegger and i would yeah. i would bring that shit to anyone's house but anyway that's so, just me talking about the running man i don't think there was really a point to that i just wanted to share that with you at this time so you can continue talking it. i'm so sorry before we even get to this shoulder touch moment carol's like i'm going to the oak bar tonight maybe i'll see you there mm-hmm. and T- therese is going off to another party this yeah. party is where we get a um a glorious little carrie brownstein cameo 
Yes. And yeah. would have thought she has like two lines and it's very clear the vibe is like she gay. sussed out that Therese is gay. So yes. she's talking to Therese. And then the next scene we see Therese, she's alone in the bathroom because she doesn't want to be hit on by this person. Yeah. Then she sees all of these happy people in love at the end of this party. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to the Oak Bar. <sighs> and we get one of my favorite endings to a movie where, like, mm-hmm. I can picture this at any point. I could just bring this into my mind where she sees Carol and time slows down and we're in slow motion and she walks over to Carol and no words are exchanged. She just sees her at this table with a couple other people and she's just watching her like Kate Blanchett does not know she's there yet. Mm-hmm. And then they lock eyes and then the tiniest smile. Yeah. And then the movie's over. Oh my God. It's so good. I know, but it's just like in that moment, you know, like all Rooney Mara has, all Therese has to do is show up. And that's as big as Carol saying, I love you. It's the same yeah. thing. Uh, oh, absolutely. She's like it's at just... this party being like, this is my life now. These are people. Here's an opportunity to have this with somebody else. Potentially. I don't want that. Yeah. And so she yeah. goes back and like, this like look across the room stuff that we get again to like sandwich when they first meet. And then that little eye lock is just like, so iconic. Yeah. If Kate Blanchett ever looked at me like that, I'd be like, Bella, do I have your permission? (laughs) Smash. (laughs) I think if Kate Blanchett looked at me like that, I'd be like, well, this is happening. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Galadriel. Absolutely. And thus fucking lootly. Thus ends a very rare happy ending to a queer film about women. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly made me again, I know I've said this a bunch of times, but as an outsider to this world, I was so happy that I didn't have to see one or both of these people be hurt for loving each other. Same. Same. I was like, oof, I Oof, it. For a minute, I thought she was going to go with Carrie Brownstein. And then that would be the end of her, like. Which still would like, have been uh, satisfying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To like, have a, her... like, I thought this would be like a first love type of film yeah. for Therese. But I'm glad that it, I'm glad that it wasn't. Yeah. But also, like, I, this movie, I really liked it. I don't, I don't think this is the type of movie I would necessarily watch again. I, unprompted. I, I would watch this again. I think I would watch. I, like, I thought. Would sorry, I thought this was this gonna again. be. Right. Sorry, I thought that this checks was out be for enough. both of you. Uh, yeah, sorry. That checks out. But like for I just Oof. for movies on this pod too, like films that are like so romantic, mm-hmm. I can't do it. My tiny little peanut brain can't do it. I really loved this movie. I was honestly, I was expecting it to be a much. I mean, it, I definitely wrote done more than once. This movie hurts, but this movie went down much easier. Than I was worried it was going to. Because it hurts so good. It hurts good. Yeah. Yeah. Like like another movie that we may. I know I've already mentioned it. A movie that I don't know that we will. I I don't know if we're ever going to do this on the podcast. We may not. It may not be. Whatever. But like Benedetta is a harder watch than this. Um, Benedetta is also crazier. Um, They're very different films. But in terms of gay stuff. um, Where... The women are not murdered. Um, <laughs> I'm happy. I I think I'd watch this on like Christmas. You know what I mean? It's a great Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a great Christmas movie. This movie, oh, this movie is so good. Well, gals, I have a good question. Mm-hmm. Was the this, eternal question. Was oh mo- no, not that question yet. Sorry, no, yet. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, was this movie romantic? Absolutely. <laughs> This movie was so yeah. fucking romantic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One yeah. of the most Christ. romantic movies I have seen because it made me realize I was in love. That's yeah. Beautiful. I'd say that's pretty pretty romantic. That's really beautiful, Lucille. Now, was it sexy? That is beautiful. <laughs> was it sexy? I'm sorry, did you say was it sexy? Yeah. Was every this movie sexy? Every <laughs> time. But, yeah. Okay. Kate Planchett saying, I like the hat. I was like, I would end it. I would I would be like, guess what, guys? 
If also, the recall, hats in this movie. I described the that first movie. scene between them as porn. And they yeah. were just talking to each other. They're this movie is so sexy. This movie it's is a, so this, this is why it's this a sex scene hot. that's not a sex scene. And Allie, I know, Allie, you love that in particular. Yeah, scenes I, that here, are sex scenes without being about sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, I don't know if the first scene is necessarily the way that, in the way that I normally talk about it, a sex scene without it being, uh, uh, that doesn't, that's not a sex scene. I wouldn't say that is. I would say maybe like, I guess actually the opening is the closest to that because it's a lot of, I would say closer to like the dinner is closer to like a sex scene that's not a sex scene because it's a lot of, uh, it's the same beats as like maybe like a sex scene or like a date scene, but there's nothing actually technically sexual happening. Are you talking about the one where, Mm -hmm. where she's playing the piano? Uh, No, the one where even before that, when they're on their first date. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it's Kate Blanchett, I'm ordering dinner. Therese is ordering the same thing. They're checking in with each other about what the other one typically does, what they like to do, what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's more along the same lines. Typically when I mean, like, okay, an example of, like, a sex scene that's not a sex scene, for example, in the action movie Aliens, when <clears throat> Michael Bean's character, I forget his name, but when he is showing Ripley how to use his gun, and she kind of already knows how to work his gun and knows how to work it better than he does in a lot of ways and he's like wow this is really impressive and she's like yeah that's a sex scene that's not a sex scene (laughs) yeah and it's like my favorite thing um so this movie was sexy yes oh incredibly incredibly romantic check yeah very much check i would a hundred percent recommend this movie i would a hundred percent recommend this movie um now Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I mean, it's typically... as sexy as Hicks and Ripley. So like. Oh, his name was Hicks. I, I forgot his name was Hicks. Sorry. I didn't want to. I didn't want to correct you while no. you were in it. But Thank you. I helpful. Hicks. Okay. Now, this is normally the part of the, the podcast where we do the eternal question of fuck, Mary kill. Um, yeah. Can we do that? I don't really want to. Ki- Here's the thing. I don't want to kill any of Allie, these the answer is yes, we can do that. You oh, yeah. always try to get out of this. <laughs> Every Fuck, goddamn Mary, kill episode. Carol, Abby, Therese. Correct. <sighs> I don't want to kill any of them. You have to choose. I would. Here's the thing. I would kill Therese because I am Therese in this situation. Carol's gun to your head. You have to choose. <laughs> I would. I would be like, take me away. Um. It, it, okay, so I'm not this Therese. person. I'm not this person. If if Kate had had a gun to my head, I'd be like, "Cool, dope." Actually, no, that would probably ruin it for me in real life. Um, anyway, um, I kill Therese because I am Therese in the scenario. I'm Therese is the insert character for me. Uh, audience, okay. Lucille and I, Lucille and I are both head in hand shaking our heads. Allie, are you doing okay? <laughs> No, no, I'm not. I'm fine, but like, ugh. I wear berets all the time, and I'm anxious. Wow, I'm shocked that I connected to Rooney Mara's character. Yeah, so in this. you're gay? How dare you? Who told you? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck Carol, Mary, Abby. Mel. Anyway, how about that, Mel? Mm. I would. Marry Abby, kill Carol, and fuck Therese. <gasps> I love this. This is interesting. Because Therese, like, cool, upcoming photography, artsy person who's quiet and has a lot more to them, that's, like, the vibe of dude that I'm usually drawn to. So I, if I were attracted to women, that's probably the type of woman that I would go for. But Abby is ride-or-die material, and that's what I want in a life partner. Yeah. That's valid. Lucille. Well, I hate to uh, hate to tell you this, Mel, but you are incorrect. <laughs> and, Damn it, Ali is Fuck. correct. Thank uh, you. It's kill Therese. Fuck <laughs> Carol. Because did you watch that sex scene? Because Oof. I did, and that is who I want. Truly. Okay. And then Lucille, it's Mary Abby because ride or die, but also because Sarah Paulson's relationship with Holland Taylor is so sweet and magical and they oh fall God. asleep yes. holding hands with each other and they never talked That's about so it gross. and they're so each gross. other's like champions I, and if we're talking yeah. character and actor yeah i'm gonna marry sarah paulson 
Yeah. I heard Sarah mm-hmm. Paulson just try to talk about her relationship to Holland Taylor. And she's like, I don't know that I have the vocabulary or that there even is a vocabulary to explain the love, what that love is for me and what it means to me. If I did, I'd probably be a poet, but I don't. It's so much more than anything I've ever had. And it's like, I, I'm not even quoting it right, but it, to hear her talk like that, I'm like, that is what I want in my life. Yeah. So, With Allie, yeah, we should you won so this lucky. round. <laughs> Thank you. I actually love this. I am a, I'm the judge this. now. I'm sorry. Yeah, is I this actually the first love time this. that Allie's won a fuck, Mary kill? Yes. <laughs> okay. Me? I love this. I love this. One could argue from that now I've won on, them other times for myself. I from think now we on, both win every time I we will, play. I will text the both of you when I listen to episodes and tell you who wins. Yes. <laughs> okay, I love this. definitely. And we'll post that. Fucking work. We'll post Based that. On my own I taste. love this. Yes. Yeah, I love of this. course. It's all subjective. It's all subjective. We kill all the men. Um, <laughs> except Honestly, for the guy, point, except for the New York Times. I'm down with it. Except for the New York Times guy. Because I will say that no, is. still kill him because he kissed her when she didn't want to be kissed. So I say still kill him. Oh, is it bad that Sorry. I, I'm into so, that? Do we have one more you? question left? Do we? Normally it's, it's, um, oh, is it Paul Giamatify? Okay. That is a serious question. Lucille, as a guest, I'll defer to you as a courtesy. Can this film be Paul Giamatified? I think it would be distracting, but if I had to put Paul Giamatti, Mal Giapati in this film. (laughs) (laughs) That's his new name. Mal Giapati. Mal Giapati would be in the scene where um, they're talking to the lawyers and Carol is like, fuck you. I think he would be in that room. Yes. But he's not necessary. He would be distracting. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. This that is checks a good out. one. I love this. I love this. I love this. Wait, was there a question that we're forgetting, Lucille? Maybe we that are. That was the question. Oh. <laughs> For oh, me. Okay. Yay. I good. love this. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we got to mall geopodify this. <laughs> um, I fucking love Guys, spoonerisms. They're so podify. dumb. Podify. because it's a podcast. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. We're anyway. really out here doing something. We really are. He will Grasping never know. Grasping for straws is what we're doing. He will <laughs> What? Oh, not me. I've never grasped for Tiffer's going to be so mad. I've, I've peaked my audio so many times. Oh, but welcome to our world. Um, he, this poor man deals with all of our fucking the bullshit fact that every Tiffer single week. is like, no, I'm still going to be your friend. And also, yeah, you're I'm still going to be your friend. And I'm still going to edit this podcast for free because I have fun doing it, even though we have no way of compensating him for his time. It'll happen. We love that guy. I know he knows that, but we love that hoe. Yeah. Tiffer, you could pro- you could keep it in. You could cut it out. Up to you. But we do love you. Special love shout out to Gabby Tiffer's uh, <gasps> yes. partner who is planning my wedding. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Gabby was planning your wedding. Yeah, Gabriella, family the wedding planner. You can find uh, them mm-hmm. on Wedding Wire, The Knot. They have a website. Yes. I am plugging this person because they're great. They are they great. Are. Also- and they also have a TikTok and an Instagram, Gabriella, the planner. I'm. J- this is so exciting. I had so much fun. Lucille, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for thank being you. a phenomenal I had a guest. crazy amount of fun. Oh, yeah. Yes, I love this. Because we're all friends. I love this. I love Isn't love. That great? I love friendship. I love what you brought. I love. Uh, I love being queer. Um. Anyway, I don't know if anyone could tell or knew that about me. You're gay. Can you believe? No. Well. Uh. With Lucille, anything else uh, you want to plug? Oh, Lucy- yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. My name there is Lucille Petty, um, mm-hmm. like Lucille Ball and Don't Be So Petty, you petty ass bitch. And <laughs> yeah. you can also follow my illustration Instagram. It's Lucille Petty Draws. Um, yeah, that's all. Well, wonderful. And if while you're on Excellent. Instagram, you can follow us at HellNoCast. We also are all the same on Twitter and also HellNoCast.com. Um, and if you liked what you heard, Leave us a five-star review. 
Um, pew pew. Yeah. Sorry, it or, rhymed. That's why I said that. Don't I just do felt it. the urge. If yeah, leave us a five star review. Pew pew. <laughs> Ignore the I fact that we said pew call pew. Call the police. No. But God, because you rhymed. Fucking live your life, babe. No. Don't call the police. Don't do that. Yeah, um, maybe not the police. Call some. Call a community mediator. Call your mom. Call your mom. Say don't hey. call my Allie, mom. you call your mom. All right. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Beep, boop, up, up. Hello? It's St. Peter. <laughs> She's busy? With who? They're going on with the joke. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow Lucille at Lucille Petty and Lucille... Oh my God, Lucille Petty draws. Lucille draws. I'm a horrible Lucille friend. Petty I have draws. the memory. Thank you. I have the memory of a peanut these days. If it's not about the law, barf. But follow Lucille Petty. Follow Lucille Petty draws. Follow us at Hell No Cast on Twitter and Instagram. We drop new episodes every Friday slash Saturday on Google, Spotify, and Apple. Mm-hmm. Like Ali said, leave us a five star review if you like. But we really enjoyed having you with us for part two of Carol and on our first guest episode. Thank you, Lucille, for your time. And tune in next week. Yes. Uh, I, in the meantime, I've been Allie. And I've been Mel. And I will continue to be Lucille. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell Note was recorded remotely in front of our pets, Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I want to thank Tiffer Hill for editing our podcast, putting up with all our shenanigans, and making us sound amazing. We would also like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for writing our theme song. Thanks, Bella and Lucille. <laughs>